0: Gonna do my name, Steve. I'm part of the team here, and uh, and uh, it's I, I believe God's gonna move greatly. This morning I was at North, and uh, man, God's doing so some cool things at, in, in our North, uh, uh, gathering and just amazing people. We're just seeing. A week after week after week after week after week, just people making decisions to follow Jesus. We make, we're seeing people getting miracles. We're seeing residencies just coming in again and again. If you're praying for a residency, you know, there's a, there is something happening right now. Uh, I want to encourage you. If you need a miracle, we've just seen that happen across all of our gatherings. I heard chapel this morning was amazing, and our amazing team out there always doing such a great job. And we we've seen salvations there this morning. We've seen salvations here. Do you know? Since the end of November, I was going to say in October. I'm making up months right now. uh, End of November. Uh, we have and we've been able to open the doors to gatherings because remember we had that little time where we couldn't have uh, the doors open uh, we, we, every week we've seen people make decisions to follow Jesus every week we've seen that happen and uh, I, I just want to let you know that, 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 that if this is your church uh, if you're thinking about making this your church you've got an amazing eldership team that have faith because you're saying we'll do whatever it takes well not whatever it takes but we'll do whatever to keep the doors open. You know what? I reckon that's faith. A lot of people are talking about faith at the moment, but but making sure that we can open doors in this time takes faith. Because you don't know how sometimes we're scrambling just to make sure that we've got enough people to run the gathering so that we can keep the doors open. And that's faith. And you know what I I read in my Bible, and I'm sure you get the same when you read yours, is that God's moved by faith. And He's pleased by faith. He's pleased by your worship, but He's pleased by your faith. And I think God's going to do something amazing. Just quickly, uh, you saw our church news today and um, our our leadership stuff on there, you you should do it. Uh, I know my wife's business, they're doing it with all of their staff because it's great, great leadership tools. Uh, we did it with some of our team the other day. There's a five-minute video. There's a worksheet you can work through, and then there's another one, and there's another one. But you know what? As a church, we, we just want to make sure that we're always sowing into people because if you sow, then God will reap a great harvest. Eh? And if you want to grow your leadership or it's something that you believe you could get part of, I want you to go on and do that. And also, I know it's already been part of the notice as well, but our kids' online stuff and our kids' programs... Uh, the team is working Stewards, so cool. And, and I reckon I, that was a really, that was a golf clap. That was really average, but that's all right. Um, if you've got kids, you should once a week watch it with your kids and talk about what's going on. We've got this brand new mini series called Armoured about the armour of God. And it's got some cool parts in there, some great games. There's Bill the Builder, who builds the armour of God. And there's a whole lot of things happening in there. But if you've got kids, I'd watch it with them and then talk about what they got out of it. And we're finding family after family after family doing that. Not just people who are watching it online, actually sitting down as a family and doing it. And if you, you know, raise your kids in the way that they will go, and I really want to encourage you in that as well. Hey, today I want to talk about a message called What You Need. I'm not sure about you, but there's times in my life when I think I know what I need, yeah? And then my wife, my beautiful wife, Martima reminds me what what we should probably really be doing. Uh, I know that there's times uh, that you think you know what you need. And this verse is one of those great verses in the Bible where the disciples think they know what they need and then Jesus gives them what they need. That's actually God. That might just be my relationship with God, me thinking I know, and then God go There have some sound effects for you. And um, we're not going to beatbox tonight, but maybe. Um, we'll get into it. Aren't these guys a good looking bunch? We'll go back into that Jesus part soon, hey. This is what it says in Acts one and verse six. It says when they had gathered just outside Jerusalem at the Mount of Olives, they asked Jesus. Okay, so Jesus has come. He's lived this incredible life. He's given His life, His perfect life for our broken lives. He's gone to the cross. He's died for my sin. Now, I I gotta let you know, that just blows my mind away that 2000 years ago, I mean, He's already died for what I'm about to muck up, (laughs) for what we're gonna do wrong. Now, sin is not just doing bad stuff. Sin is going in a different direction that God wants you to go in your life. So sometimes we we kid ourselves that we're not that bad of people. Yeah, you know, when you're a ten year old and you give your heart to Jesus because you know you need Jesus because you've been bad. What could have you done wrong? It's actually not about being good and bad. It's about choosing to live a relationship in harmony with God, having a right relationship with God versus not having a right relationship with God. It's about deciding that we're gonna partner with the promise that God's made with us rather than try and fight for our own promise, okay? Getting excited. And so Jesus comes and gives His life and then He dies and then He rose again and then He comes back. I think that's just pretty cool. Yeah, that's like the, the best movie, right? And so he comes back, and then they're hanging out with Jesus. The disciples are hanging out with Jesus, and he's just about to go back to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father and advocate for you and for me. That's a pretty cool thing he's about to do. That he's going to be sitting in the right hand of the Father going, Yeah, I know that looked a little bit dodgy about Steve, but I reckon he can do it. Let's stay with him. Let's play, let's, I'm praying that Steve's going to, like, you know what? I mean, he's helping me out up there. And just before he goes, like the disciples have the opportunity to ask, like, the, like, I don't know, when the parents go away for a few days and you're a teenager, like what's the one thing that you just, what's the bottom line if you don't wreck that they'll be happy when they get home, you know? As long as the house hasn't caught fire, we'll be fine, you know? You're asking like the most important question. But the disciples aren't known for asking great questions. In fact, they often ask dumb questions. And I don't think this question that they ask is a dumb question. I don't, just don't think it's the right question. I'm not sure about you, but I reckon sometimes I don't ask dumb questions. I just don't ask the right questions. Sometimes I focus on the wrong things, which ask, helps me to ask the wrong questions rather than the right questions. And this is what they say. Is now the time, Lord, the time when you will reestablish your kingdom in the land of Israel. What he's saying is, God, is your kingdom coming now? Are we gonna rule and reign? It's a political thing right now. Who is going to govern? Who is going to rule? Whose kingdom is gonna be the top dog? That's what they're asking. Is it now? And then this is what he says. The father on his own, I feel like he's got like an English accent or something right now, uh, uh, which I can't do. Uh, The the father on his own authority has determined the ages, the epochs of history, but you have not been given this knowledge. It's kind of like I'm asking this question and he's like, wrong question. That's up to God to know. Oh. Just wanna ask a question. I asked the wrong question. He's saying, don't worry about that stuff. That's God's stuff. That's God's business. Here's the knowledge you need. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses first here in Jerusalem, then beyond in Judea and Samaria. And finally to the farthest places of earth. As as He finished this commission, He began to rise from the... uh, from the ground before their eyes until the clouds obscured him from their vision and as they strained to get one last glimpse of him going into heaven the Lord's emissaries realised two men in white robes were standing among them like this is cool and they felt a little bit told off like of all of the questions they could have asked it's not a bad one but it's not the right one You know what I wonder? Is sometimes I might just be asking the wrong question. I've got caught up in the political thing or focused on the wrong part. But then I find out that God wants to give me what I need, not what I want. I'm happy about that. I've been on this journey long enough to be happy about that. I might ask the wrong questions, but as long as there's some conversation, (laughs) It's going all right. The disciples have been learning from Him. They have this question for Him. And then He says, hey, look, guys, what you need. On the count of three, I want you to help me out. Now, North was pretty good today, Jay. They were pretty good. I could hear the sound man. If If the sound man's talking, the guy that makes the most noise in the whole place turns up everything up. If you can hear the sound, man, then it's, it's going well, okay? So on the count of three, what I want you to do is say what you need, okay? One two, One, two, three. Rob, I could not hear you. You're behind the sound, man. That was all right. No, 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 that was all right. But I reckon that was, I reckon we worshiped way better than that. Hey, on the count of three, here we go. One, two, three. I know you got your mask on, so I'm sure that's that's sorting it out a little bit, but I want you to understand as God's saying, it's not what you want, what you need. And then He unleashes what we need. The knowledge of what we need is we need the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I'm gonna be so straight up. When I gave my heart to the Lord, I was scared of the Holy Spirit. Why was I scared of the Holy Spirit? Because I would hear people tell these, Terrible stories of what God told them to do and they had to do it. And I was like, I don't wanna be embarrassed. I don't wanna be, I wanna, ah! That was the worst thing, right? That that, that God would ask you to do something you didn't wanna do. But He's saying, it's not what you want. It's what you need. I've told this story before, so I'm gonna do the short version. When I moved here to Hamilton, my family went to uh, Chartwell and we went out for dinner. That's what everyone used to do back 10 years ago on a Thursday night, Chartwell Chartwell family dinners, right? And that food court was humming back then. We went along there, a bunch of, uh, of us got McDonald's and my wife went to the butter chicken store. Shamiana, but the butter chicken store, right? And she goes there, she gets her food, she comes back to our table and she goes, hey, the guy at the counter was asking if you were a pastor. And I'd had a big day. I'd had a busy day. I was just sitting at my table with the kids trying to eat my burger. And she's like, you need to go and talk to him. And I was like, what, what I need is to eat some food because I'm hungry, you know? Like, and she's just, she's like, you need to go and talk to me. And so finally, I get up out of my seat and I go over to the counter and I'm like, hey, mate. And I don't know who I'm looking for. And this guy comes and says, hey, are you the pastor? And there's like, there's like hundreds of people. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he goes, hey, would you pray for me? And I was like, sure, I'll pray for you. Now I need you to understand there's like, there's like, the, there's like this counter, you know, the, the glass counter that goes over there. And, 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 and there's people. And, and then there's people that, that go back along that aisle because the butter chicken place was like the most favourite place, right? And so there's people lined up and the guy behind the counter is saying, will you pray for me? And I'm like, yeah, 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 absolutely. I'll pray for you. What would you like me to pray for? And he says, I've got stomach ulcers. I've had them for like weeks and I can't stand and I can't eat and I can't sleep and I'm just in so much pain. And I said, absolutely, I'll, pr- I'll pray for you. And I turned to walk away. And as I turned to walk away, like I was gonna pray, but I was gonna pray at home, you know? Don't, think, don't judge me. Oh honestly, I was gonna be praying. And as I turned to as I turned to walk away, I felt like God said, Pray for him now. What I need what I wanted was to eat my food. What I needed. So I turned around and said, Hey, hey, can I pray for you now? Now what happened next? I haven't forgotten you there. I've just got so far off track. We'll get back here, okay? Never work with pets and bands. That's what they say. And kids. Uh, And uh, and, and so I turn around, I say, I'll pray for you. And then he stretched his hand out over the glass counter. And I'm thinking, I don't wanna hold his hand. I don't want to hold another man's hand in public or private, you know. Like, and this is this Holy Spirit I've been scared about—that He's going to ask me to do stuff I don't want to do—and then I, I just, I just grabbed His hand and I closed my eyes and I started to pray. Now I'm not pr- closing my eyes because uh, because I'm super spiritual. No, I just want, I just. I just had to not look at what it was going on because there was people all around me, right? I pray and I pray, God, there's no, I believe that there's no ulcers in heaven, right? Can you think angels have ulcers? They don't have stomach ulcers. So there's none there and we're under the same domain as him. So we're praying right now. So Lord, if there's no ulcers in heaven, I declare that there's no ulcers here and under your domain. In Jesus' mighty name, heal this man, I pray. As I'm praying, this lady walks under my arm to get her naan bread. The cool part of the story is, Rudy, the guy behind the counter, I came back to see him in a couple of days, totally healed. That night, slept all night. He was up at the eat. He, was, he went to the doctor, got it checked. Totally nothing, nothing. Two weeks later, he came to church. He gave his heart to the Lord. Rudy's family then moved over from India, and they're some of our greatest friends now. What I wanted was McDonald's. What I needed was the power of the Holy Spirit. It might be the best way for me to explain to you if you're like me and you don't understand the Holy Spirit is you might be a little bit scared. He might do do things that are the best thing you could ever have. My best stories about miracles all come because it's not what I want, but what He needs. And at the end of tonight, we're going to pray for people and we're going to, We're gonna pray for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit. It's not what you want. It's what you need. Remember the question? The question was, hey, so is your kingdom gonna come now? And He says, that's not for you to know, but here's a hint. It's gonna come through the Holy Spirit in you. The power of the Holy Spirit in you. It's this amazing moment where where God God realises, where where, where we realise is that the question we're asking comes down to the power of the Holy Spirit in us. Oh man, I wish I'd heard a message like this when I was a new Christian. Because my insecurities and my fears, the things that I wasn't very good at, it doesn't matter. The picture and the, the thing that God's sending us to do is way bigger than any of us. But by the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with us? We're going to sing. We'll just go straight into Jesus, hey? Jesus, Jesus, have all the glory, have all the praise, Jesus, Jesus. That you would come in power. Come on, sing out to him today. We're praying for the power of the Holy Spirit to come. It's what we need, it's what the nation needs. It's what our family needs. It's what our school needs, our workplace needs. Come sit, a I've got a little bit more I want to I want to talk about, and then we're we're going to pray. And and I got I got I to tell you that the Holy Spirit is is amazing. Uh, I had this job uh, a long time ago, and um, me and my wife we used to run a a program uh, for uh, a group of people, and we lived in Palmerston North. And we found out I was quite a new Christian. We'd found out that. Uh, we just got married and we found out that uh, 90% of all crime in Palmerston North came from 15 families. That's what we found out from the police, right? So we had this idea. What if we just went and worked with those 15 families? What if God could do something in that 15 families, right? And so for the next six years, that's what we did. Bought a house right in the middle of the hood. And, um, and and, and it was like the, it was the cool we just had the coolest like years there. Our kids were born in that, that time, uh, over part of that time, and, and um, But God showed me something really clearly. I thought I had to take God to these people, and He showed me again and again and again that God was already there. I, didn't have, I just had to illuminate the God that they didn't know. When we were in different situations and, and God would start moving, we just had to encourage that rather than think that I had to carry this big, amazing case in and it was all on my shoulders. No, no, God's everywhere. God's in your family. God's in your workplace. God's in that person that seems so far away. God's in your school. God's in your principal. God's in the, in the teachers. God's in, in, in the person that you don't get on with. God's God's there. He's always been there. Genesis 1 verse 1 says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness hovered over the surface of the deep and the Holy Spirit hovered. I love this picture of the Holy Spirit just hovering. He's just hovering, he's just hovering, he's just hovering, he's hovering. There's chaos, there's darkness and there's chaos and the Holy Spirit's just hovering, hovering. He's got all it needs to bring light, but He's just waiting for the Word. He's just waiting. He's just waiting for the Word. He's just hovering, 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 hovering. And then God says, let there be. And I reckon He didn't even wait for light to be said. And boof! Boof, I don't know. (laughs) What a word. And, uh, And there was light. One moment there's darkness and the Holy Spirit hovering. And the next moment, it's like there's light, and there's no, and, and the darkness is gone. Have you ever noticed that about light? Like, whereas things are super dark, let's never be the church that talks about how things are so dark. You don't you don't walk into this building and go, and this building's quite dark when there's no lights on. You don't walk in here and go, darkness, you're bad. Oh, I'm going to turn the light on if you, if you, you know, like. No, you just turn the light on. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit's hovering, He's hovering, He's hovering, He's hovering and there's chaos. In fact, if you you read the, 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 um, uh, I guess you read right into the stories of from, that come from Genesis. It's always about chaos. Water and darkness, darkness means chaos. So there was, God created, and there was chaos. And the Holy Spirit's hovering over chaos. He's hovering over it. Waiting, 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 waiting for the word, waiting for the word, waiting for the word. Everyone in this room has some chaos. I'm not even going to ask you to put your hand up because some of you won't. But somewhere, somewhere in here, there's some chaos. And the Holy Spirit's hovering. Like the keyboards are right now. Isn't that good? He's just hovering. Waiting for the Word. And He wants to bring life and hope and joy, love, peace, breakthrough. And that's the story story that God wants to do in you and through you. God, is your kingdom coming? Well, guess what? That's not, up, that's not our business. But what you need is the power of the Holy Spirit and chaos and darkness and brokenness and loneliness. He wants to bring hope and joy and He does it through this power, this power of the Holy Spirit, this dunamis power. You know the word dynamite? That word there comes from the word Dunamis. And what dunamis means is it's gonna change everything around it. You know what I've discovered? is sometimes as a Christian, I don't change anything around me because I'm too busy trying to eat my Big Mac. I'm too busy worried about asking the wrong questions. When I have this power, this dunamis power, I've I've got to tell you my friend Rudy I've been so blessed by him been so blessed by their family and our friendship what I wanted was a Big man. what I needed what my friend Rudy needed what this world needs is the power of the Holy Spirit i got a couple of notes. I'm going to give them to you real, real quick. The first one is Jesus promised the power of the Holy Spirit. He's like, hey, guys, if we're going to do this, get the hint. You need the power, dunamis power. What this world needs is a dunamis power. The second one is Jesus promises that they will be witnesses. Okay, real, real quick, because I'm running out of time so fast, is is. God, Jesus is not saying, "Mm, you might be witnesses. He said, no, no, you will be a witness. If you go to church, you are a witness. A good witness or a bad witness or an in-between witness. You know, if I was in court, I would be really praying for good witnesses. <laughs> I'd definitely get Nikita up. She would be a great witness. I mean, I, everyone, would, she's honest. Everyone, 100%, I would, I'd, have, I'd have her in my corner. i have got to tell you this. There's some people who go to church I wouldn't want to be the witness. My brother-in-law, you've heard me talk about I'm praying that God would do something amazing in his life. God's in his life. Please pray for him. I got to speak with him a little bit more last week. What my brother-in-law does not need is bad Christian witnesses. What he needs is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's so funny, we talk about things at times. He's he's not a Christian. He's he's an amazing, amazing man. I'm very blessed to have him in my life. A very, very successful intelligent great great man, great father that doesn't know God praying for him. but sometimes I'll just tell him about miracles that happen I'll go, hey this is crazy hey eh? we prayed for this person and then they like had a broken arm and then it was totally healed. That's crazy I, like I just leave it I just like dro- I just kind of like drop stuff you know like you'll be a good witness or you'll be a bad witness but you're going to be a witness. What was the question they asked? The question they asked was, is your kingdom coming? He says, yeah, it's coming. It's gonna come through good witnesses. How do you be a good witness? You need the power of the Holy Spirit. And the third one is Jesus promised that they would take the gospel around the world. I love this because He says, "We're we're gonna change the world. We're gonna change the world and it's gonna start in you. It's going to start in you. It's going to start in you and it's going to start, it's going to start here. And it's going to be uncomfortable, guys. Someone said something one time, oh, man, it just, I'm up for it, but it's just too uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm so, I, you know, yes. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Until you see Holy Spirit, He's just waiting, He's waiting, He's waiting, He's waiting, He's, waiting, He's hovering. He's hovering. Yeah, yeah, it's all good for you. But the Holy Spirit is just waiting. He's waiting for the Word. He's waiting for the Word. He's waiting for the moment. He's waiting for that thing. And we're so caught up and comfortable over here. He's waiting. You know what? There's people in your family right now, the Holy Spirit is waiting. Imagine that power. You know, like the fog that we get in Hamilton, it's like maybe once a year. It's like that, except for it's powerful. (laughs) More sound effects for you tonight. Are we striving for knowledge in our chaos? Or would you receive what you need? What's the chaos in your life that you need to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and touch? What does God need to move on? Rather than trying to work the fight uh, and fight for everything, would you just receive what God has for us? In your need, would you receive what you need? Not take for ourselves, but receive what God has. In a moment, we're going to pray and if if you would like to be baptised in the Holy Spirit. Maybe that's that's something that you've never had done before. We're going we're to do that. We're going to pray for you. We're going to ask God to do that because that's kind of what He does, right? Yeah, right. Acts 2.2. He turns up and He brings the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know that there's more than enough for you? I just learned this week that when the two brothers, Esau and Jacob, were fighting over the blessing, And Jacob stole the blessing. And then Esau was like, dad, surely there's some for me. And the dad says, no, that the dad's wrong. There's always more than enough blessing. The dad got it wrong. How do we know that? Because the story before where where, uh, Isaac is blessed, he also blesses his half brother. and says that you're gonna be a great nation. God has got more than enough blessing. He's got more than enough outpouring. There wasn't all of these people in the 120 people in the upper room and this one got the Holy Spirit and this one got the Holy Spirit and this one got the Holy Spirit and this one got the Holy... It wasn't like that. Everyone got the power of the... I feel like I'm Oprah. We're gonna pray. And if you're here today and you say, Steve, I've got the Holy Spirit, but He's not a dunamis. He's not a dynamite. Man, we're going to pray and believe. We're going to sing and we're going to believe that God's going to move. And my story about Rudy is going to happen again and again and again and again and again. again. Because it's not what you want, it's what you need that is going to bring this change.